Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome again to the 66 to 87 podcast. I am Tom Reed, joined as always by the Hall of Famer, Dave Molinari, who is just back uh, from New York. And of course, uh, a 3 nothing loss to the Rangers. We'll talk a lot more about the Rangers in our second segment. As you're listening to this, maybe it's uh, kind of preparing you for today's nationally televised home game against Washington. Uh, but that we were recording on Friday afternoon. And Dave, uh, what I want to talk to you about right now is this recent stretch of games. Or, or if we go back to February 17th, uh, the Penguins are 10, 10, and 2. Uh, they've lost six of their last eight. Again, regular season hockey and playoff hockey are, are different animals where you're playing each other, same team, uh, up to seven times in a row. Uh, but is there a level of con- should there be a level of concern right now for the fan base and even for the players? Well, yeah, I mean, I think to some extent, you, you know, going into the uh, Capitals game, <clears throat> they're two five and one in the previous eight. That's obviously not very good. Uh, you have to take into account that they played some awfully good teams during that stretch. You know, the Rangers three times, Colorado twice, Minnesota. Um, but you know, you would you would like to to at least play 500 against them. Now, you know, the Penguins had some extenuating circumstances in some of those games. You know, like losing Crosby and Marino the day of the most recent game against the Rangers. But uh, you know, you're certainly going to encounter adversity during the stretch drive and and playoffs. So. You know, you might as well get used to it. Not that this team hasn't had its share uh, through the first 72 games of the regular season. Is is that is so to, to be clear here to you to, to your point about, you, you know, you want to at least be 500 against in a stretch like this. Do you think Mike Sullivan is he's never satisfied, but do you think he's OK where they are? Uh, given how, given the difficulty of the opponents uh, that they've played in this stretch, and that they'll just build on this and try to get kind of get some momentum now heading down the stretch and into the playoffs, or do you think that? Wh- and if and if there are concerns, do you think what should they be? Um, you know, I I think probably at the top of my list right now would be them dealing with uh, teams that have good transition games. Yeah, 
I think it was evident against uh, particularly the Avalanche and the Rangers that when teams can uh, come at them, uh, you know, on the rush, uh, the Penguins sometimes have uh, difficulty sorting out their defensive assignments. And particularly in the most recent Ranger game, that that cost them a couple of times. Um, I'd probably also be a bit concerned, just a bit, about whether Tristan Jari is is wearing down. Uh, he had a, a pretty good game in in New York on on Thursday night, but before that, uh, he hadn't looked quite himself for a few games. And if they are to uh, have any sort of extended stay in the playoffs this spring, they they will need him to get back to the top of his game and stay there. That that's one thing that can't be a, a variable for them. Uh, and, you know, the thing that has uh, been a concern for, uh, for months now, they, the lack of complementary scoring, you know, they're relying very heavily on a, a handful of guys to uh, generate their offense. And that's just not a, uh, a recipe for long-term success. All right. Two points. Let's go back to the Jari point because now it's kind of like we've said this all year. You know, if he's playing well, that's great. That that's what we that's what the fans want. That's what the team wants. But now we're starting to come into that time, right? Where from from last year, everyone kind of remembers what happened in the playoffs last year. You you think the focus starts to shift more to him? That, that just maybe we start to see things. Oh, bad goal! Here we go again. Uh, or do you think that that uh, you, you think that he'll be okay as far as? not letting what happened last year in the playoffs uh, worry him? I don't think we'll know that until the playoffs have actually begun. I don't think that anything he does, good or bad, in the regular season necessarily will will translate to the postseason. You can certainly see how uh, what he does in the final weeks of the regular season could have a an impact uh, positive or negative on his confidence. Um, but, but other than that, uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that, uh, you know, if he gets uh, shutouts in his next two starts that then, you know, all issues from last season are behind him. Or if he stubs his toe for a couple of uh, games in a row, that uh, that means that uh, there's no way he can write himself once they get it in the first round that's the playoffs are, are going to be a, a whole different animal for him i think uh now we've had a stretch of games here where you've got to see ricard raquel I, just your thoughts on on how he's played he's had some goals had some nice moments uh how is he fitting in um i i would still like to reserve judgment on him until that line is intact. Um, mm-hmm. If only because for the half game that Jason Zucker was there, I thought that line was really good. Now, you know, whether that was an aberration or an indication of, of what uh, Zucker, Malkin, and Raquel can, can do, you know, remains to be seen. But you know, I haven't seen anything from Raquel that, that makes me think that, uh, you know, Ron Hextall made a grievous error by going out yeah. and, and getting him. It, you know, I think uh, 
I think he was a nice top six addition, particularly under the constraints that the Penguins were operating under. And I could see that that line becoming uh, productive for them if, uh, you know, if and when it it, it gets uh, back together. Really skilled player from what I've watched of him. He, he, uh, he, he's, I don't want to say he's not fast, but he's, he's, he's elusive. He, he can stick handle pretty well. Uh, decent shot. Uh, I agree. I think he's, he's, he's been, a, he's fit in pretty well. And to your point, uh, hopefully for poor Jason Zucker's point that he is back and, and, and health can stay, have a run of health to the end of the season. I've, I've, I've liked Raquel. Um, all right. We're just getting started here on the 66 to 87 podcast. Uh, team obviously coming off a three, nothing loss. Uh, to the Penguins or to the Rangers. We're going to uh, talk a little bit more about this, uh, the Rangers and the Penguins and the four games that they've played and kind of what we've learned in that time here on the 66 to 87 podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the 66 to 87 podcast. Uh, Dave Molinari uh, joins us and Dave was just getting back from New York. I believe you, you have uh, covered uh, at least three of the games uh, of this series with the Rangers. Uh, this regular season series ended up three games to one for the Rangers. Uh, a lot of circumstances though. Uh, Malkin misses one game. Crosby misses one game. Um, the entire team missed one game. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Ryan Strom missed one game for the Rangers, but that's not on the same level of as those two. Um, Dave, two things stand out to me, and, and you mentioned one of them in in, in our first segment. Uh, the Rangers, to me, have more team speed, and they have hurt the Penguins in transition. The second part that I have seen in these series, especially over the last three games, the Penguins just aren't generating a lot against the Rangers, which I I'm highly surprised. The first game, uh, it was a one nothing game. It was a great game to watch. The Penguins won. Malkin scores a power play goal, and really they could have had three or four more. Shesterkin was terrific. Jari made some really nice saves as well. In the last three games, Shesterkin really hasn't had to be that. He's been good. He hasn't been that great, even even while only giving up three goals or, or whatever it's been. I they, they 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 outscored him eleven to four in the in the four games. I would just talk about the, the the speed factor and why you think the Penguins haven't been able to generate more high quality chances against the Rangers in the last couple of games. Well, the Rangers have been better defensively, you know, as a team than I expected them to be. But I also wonder if 
Shesterkin is in the Penguins' heads a bit. Uh, they did manage to uh, get 30 shots on, on Thursday night, but that was a significant increase, I think, from uh, their totals in the, in the previous two games. And I, I wonder if they're trying to be too precise with shots on him um, respecting his ability too much, thinking that they need a perfect shot uh, to get it past him. Um, I'm a, a proponent of, of putting pucks on or at least toward the net because you never know what, what can happen. Uh, you can get a rebound. You can get a guy go out of position. You can have something hit a skate. Um, you know, a, a lot of things can happen that are tend to be good for the offense uh, when you put pucks on net. And I wonder if if they ping, the Penguins shouldn't be trying to uh, to do more of that rather than being concerned with you know getting off the perfect shot that that can beat Shesterkin cleanly. And I think they also want to, uh, assuming they they meet in the playoffs, they'll they'll want to get more traffic around him that, you know, that applies to pretty much any goaltender, but you know, at this level, if, if a goalie can see a shot, there's a pretty good chance that he's going to be able to stop it. Um, you, you really do want to take away his eyes. It's become almost a cliche, but it, it, it's one that's firmly rooted in reality. If you know, you, you want to get bodies to the front of the net uh, for multiple reasons with uh, taking away the goalie's vision being high on the list. Yeah. And what's, what's odd is that, that, that Shesterkin, who's been so good all season, has really not been that great over the last 10 games. The only games that he's played well in is against the Penguins. I think he was going into last night's game 4-4-1 four, four and one with a, a save percentage around 880 and a... Uh, goals against average, oh, well over three, and it's 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 you know that's not been him all year. But for whatever reason, he is he has played well against the Penguins. And again, I, I do think part of it is that one game no Crosby, one game no Malkin. Um, I, I do think that that getting Zucker back, as you we alluded to earlier, and even a guy like uh, McGinn back will help them against the Rangers. I think they just need a little bit more size and weight against them. And I think just that little bit uh, could help them going forward in this series, maybe to get to some of the dirtier areas uh, in the corners, that kind of stuff, because they just have not generated, you know, you're talking about that game Thursday night. I, one save stands out. It's the, it was this, the, the bang, bang chance Gensel had a great chance near the end of the second period. Uh, Heinen had one that was a nice shot that 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 Shesterkin redirected, but it wasn't like he was under siege all night. The other point, going back to the first point, and you alluded to this earlier, the both of the the first two goals, the, the Rangers scored three. I actually didn't think the Penguins played that poorly. I just think the Rangers and the Rangers didn't really generate that much on their own. It's not like they they generated a ton of stuff. But again, the Rangers have been able to hurt them in transition. Uh, with their team speed. And, and we always think of Pittsburgh as a pretty quick team. Uh, but you think back to the last three games, the Rangers, the Rangers transition game has really hurt the Penguins. How do, how can the Penguins counter that if they meet in the playoffs? 
Um, well, I mean, I, I think the key is they're going to have to get their defensive assignments, you know, in their own end squared away. It, you know, it's not that the Rangers necessarily are catching the Penguins up ice with their transition game, you know, even with their, their speed and, and some of their highly skilled guys, but it's that the Penguins at times seem confused about what uh, what their assignments should be in in their own end. You know, I think that was uh, exemplified by the Panarin goal uh, last night, where shortly before he cut across the slot, or perhaps even as he was cutting across the slot, and before he threw a backhander, past Jari from, from the left hash mark, Chad Ruedel got spun in a circle in front of the net. And um, yeah, I, I can't say exactly where Ruido was supposed to be, but I don't think it was executing a pirouette. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. stay tuned here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Six to eighty-seven podcast, uh, Dave. The, the, this team has, I believe, ten games left in in the season. Yes, uh, the uh, the Capitals game will be the first of their final ten. And I, I want to ask you. Let's just run down the list real quick. Uh, Saturday, they're playing Washington on ABC. Wow, big time. Uh, then Nashville at home. Uh, then a home and home uh, with the Islanders, who are much improved. They 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 are looking much more like the Islanders of last year. Uh, two with Boston, uh, Detroit, Philly, Edmonton, Columbus. That's a, a fairly easy stretch of games there. You would think uh, maybe Edmonton. You never know what you're going to get with them. But but what's reasonable for that that for that for that schedule there? Uh, and and do you think it's important that they 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 at least come in strong going into the playoffs or? You know, we've seen teams go into the playoffs limping and and win the first round. Your thoughts? I think it's you know I think it's far more important that they be playing well than that they be winning. Now you know there's probably a connection between those two things, but um, I I think having their game in order and having the the details of, of their game, especially defensively down. Uh, matter much more than than the results um you would think that it's not unreasonable to believe that they could win six or seven of those final 10 assuming their lineup is something close to healthy um but you know i i would not stress over the results as much as i, I would just about the uh the overall quality of their play. I think if they're playing well, uh, you know, going into the uh, into the opening round, that that's going to matter a lot more than how many points they finish within the standings. Yes, uh, two back to backs among the the final ten games. How many games do you give Casey to Smith? 
I think that you have to give him a, a significant number. You know, maybe, maybe three or four of those, in part because if if the Penguins are going to go on any sort of extended run in the playoffs, they're going to need Tristan Jari to be at his best, and you know Casey DeSmith at his best will, will not carry them. However. If they would get in a series where Jari would be injured and would have to miss a few games, they need DeSmith to be at his best to give them a chance to get through that particular series. And the only way you can expect a guy to be at or near the top of his game is if he's playing somewhat regularly. And, uh, you know, in the, in the case of DeSmith, I think that means giving him three or four starts in the uh, the final weeks of the regular season, Dave, the Carolina is is in, is it has a two point lead as we as we talk in the division. They have a game in hand on the Rangers, and I would think uh, my thought would be that they end up winning the division. But but who knows? They saw uh, at least two games with the Rangers, but they have not played great lately. They're, they've been just okay. They had a four game losing streak in there. Um, does it? Do you think for the Penguins? Just and we, the Penguins are going to say we don't play, care who we plays. But is uh, I am still of the opinion I would rather play the Rangers if I'm if I'm the Penguins. Your thoughts? No, I, I mean I, I don't think there's going to be an easy out in the Eastern Conference, um, either division. Um, you know, I I would not be inclined to guarantee a Penguins victory against either the Rangers or the Hurricanes, probably any of the other five teams that would be qualifying. Um, but, you know, given the choice, if I were the Penguins, I would probably opt uh, to play the Rangers. Um, I mean, you can make a case that the, the, Hur- the Hurricanes have a uh, goaltender who's unproven in the playoffs in, in Frederick Anderson. Um, but, you know, the same case could be made for Shostakin. And I still think the Rangers are, are a year or so away from serious championship contention, um, even though they, they definitely are, are ahead of my schedule for them at this point. Uh, you know, they're, they're a very impressive team with no glaring flaws. But I think the, uh, the Penguins' playoff experience might be enough to help them get through a very, a very tight game, or excuse me, a very tight series against the Rangers, where I'm not sure that that would be enough to provide the difference against Carolina. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think the Rangers are having a nice season. They've, they've, they've really had a bump since the uh, since the trade deadline with the addition of, uh, of, of, of Andrew Kopp, particularly, and um, Frank Vitrano. Uh, who always seems to score against the Penguins, but I, I'm with you 100%. I, th- I think it's a very young team, uh, a goaltender going through the playoffs the first time. Uh, a, a majority of their defensemen, th- at least three of their defensemen, would be making their playoff debuts. I think it's enough. Although I will say, before the four-game segment started, I, I would have picked the Penguins in five. Now it's, it, you know, it could be a little bit longer series, but I still like Pittsburgh. All right, that's it for us this week on the 66th. 87 podcast.